0: A minor deal involving online movie stores Fandango Now and Voodoo speaks volumes. It shows how fundamentally the market for video has changed in the last 10 years. Listen on to find out more.
1: This week's edition of Inside the Stream. This is Will Richmond from Video News, and that was Colin Dixon. As always, Colin Dixon at the top from end Screen Media. Hey, Colin, how's everything?
0: I'm doing really well. Well, I'm uh, in- still enjoying the Olympics, although it's still just as difficult as we talked about last week to find what you want to watch. I-, I watched something. I watched some sailing competition this week. I was completely confused by the rules. No idea how it worked. All well, I know is that Great Britain won, so that was...
1: <laughs> right, right. Says, says the man who was telling me last week to watch Rugby seven, Sevens, even though I told you I have no idea what's going oh, on, and you a, insisted great. you don't need to know the rules to enjoy it, but you do need to know the rules in sailing to enjoy it, is what you're
0: saying. <laughs> you I think you really do. <laughs> Yeah, but anyway, it was uh, very interesting. So uh, so anyway, we had a really busy busy week this week. Lots yeah. of lots of earnings statements uh, going on. And did you catch anything interesting there?
1: I did. And actually, I just wanted to quickly tell our listeners that um, I thought you had a really good week this week. And I just wanted to mention that for our listeners, that they should definitely check out in-screen media because... I thought you wrote a great piece about the real reason Netflix is introducing a game service. You also wrote a great piece about three ways AT&T's management of DirecTV led to disaster, which is, uh, I thought, really interesting. Um, And you also had a great piece, which is what we're going to talk about today, once we get through our couple of news items, about Fandango's voodoo purchase being more than just a TVOD consolidation story. So we're going to get to that in a minute. But I just want to say to our listeners to check out end screen, because I thought your all your articles were really good. Um, well, thank so you, thank you, Will. I'm, I'm glad I've got Absolutely. I'm
0: glad I've got one happy reader. <laughs>
1: <laughs> you, well, you knew you had one. You just didn't know it was me. That's right. <laughs> um, anyway, to our news stories for the week and. Actually, I think
0: you're getting a start. I'm going to kick. I'm going to kick off. Well, look. If anybody had any questions at all about the growth of free ad-supported online, they only needed to look at the numbers that were touted this week. Uh, my goodness, uh, Roku just reported their ARPU was up 46 percent year over year to 36, just over 36 dollars a year. Uh, Pluto TV, Viacom CBS says Pluto TV will reach $1 billion in revenue this year. And last but not least, Tubi, which is probably the biggest AVOD platform owned by Fox, um, they saw a doubling in total viewing hours to $3 billion a year uh, in this fiscal year. Uh, when their fiscal year ends in this quarter... Uh, not, not with calendar quarters. They said that uh, earnings were up to a hundred, over a hundred million earnings in the quarter, and five, five. I think it was five hundred million uh, for the fiscal year. So that is just a great testament to the furious growth going on in free ad supporting.
1: Well, I certainly wasn't one of the ones that was saying that I had any questions about the, about the growth of ad supported, because listeners obviously know that I have been big time in the tank on ad supported, and more specifically on CTV. Yeah. So. Um, I didn't think you. I didn't think
0: you had any questions. Well, maybe uh, maybe there, maybe there <laughs> were some people that had questions. If they did, they uh, they should just look at these numbers.
1: Well, I'm glad that you know me that well, Colin. But I just wanted to say one quick thing, which is uh, on relative to Tubi, that um, on the earnings call, CEO Lachlan Murdoch made said something that I thought was pretty cool. Um, and I'm just going to read the quote very quickly, which is, he said, quote, let me be crystal clear about one thing. Tubi's original programming strategy is very different from the strategies of an SVOD streamer. We have no interest or plans in investing in high-cost programming to drive subscriber acquisition as we are not in the subscriber business. We are focused on delivering programming that delivers total viewing time and enhanced monetization in very short order. The return on our programming investment is measured in weeks, not years, which I thought was pretty pretty stout comment on his part that um this is what the avod business is, is all about it's using that data to quickly spin up shows that are relatively low cost can be monetized effectively and um keep building your hours and your viewers and that's the name of the game in avod right now yeah
0: yeah he's been very clear he's he's mentioned that a couple of times and but never as crystal clear as that but i think we should probably go to the other extreme yes. with your story right <laughs>
1: totally other end of the extreme, which is that Amazon officially announced the highly anticipated premiere date for the Lord of the Rings series. And it's going to be September 2nd, 2022. And the episodes are going to drop weekly. They are not going to be all available for binging. Smart move on on Amazon's part. And I... First of all, I should say that I am not a Lord of the Rings fan, uh, but I will watch it. But the reason why it's so noteworthy is because it's been rumored, and of course I don't know any better than what I've read, but rumored to be the most expensive TV series, uh, SVOD series, ever made. So it's going to be an epic, mind-blowing <laughs> experience. <laughs> Even if you're not a Lord of the Rings fan, it's going to be something to watch. What do you think?
0: well I'll certainly check it out when it comes out I am—I guess I am a Lord of the Rings fan not a Stephen Colbert type fan but uh, <laughs> I'm certainly looking forward to it but uh, yeah I mean uh, doesn't surprise me that it is incredibly um, expensive to produce certainly the movies were as well uh, so I guess we'll, we'll have to look and see if this type of spending continues from Amazon and Netflix and Disney and their production of Content for online.
1: I'll make a. I'll go out on a limb here and say I think the answer is it will.
0: <laughs> <laughs> I think you're probably right. At
1: least for the foreseeable. At least for the foreseeable future. But let's talk about that uh, because I think that spending has directly, by the SVOD folks, has directly impacted another piece of the market, which is the transactional, the um, actual buying of titles. And that leads us back to what we said the top story that we're going to discuss this week is, which is this Voodoo, v- sorry, Voodoo, Voodoo Fandango site merger, which you said, well, I don't know if enough people, if it hit enough people's radar. And my response to you was, radar is only so sensitive. <laughs> yeah. And when you're talking about two services that have less than 5% market share together, I don't think the radar can pick that up, but it is part of a more important story, which I think you articulated very well. So go ahead.
0: As you say, well, this is really just a combination of a deal that was done last year for Fandango purchasing Voodoo uh, from Walmart. Fandango, of course, is owned by NBCU, which is owned by Comcast. And um, they're, so they're, what they've really done here is that they've combined Fandango now, which is an online movie store, with Voodoo which is another online movie store and they've really combined them under a single brand which is Voodoo which I think was a smart thing to do because Voodoo actually has the higher market share. We'll get to that in just a second. Um, now Voodoo is a storied name I think in in this TVOD market. It was founded Oh back in 2010 a long time ago actually and when it was founded they actually used to provide you with a set top box and it was always a quality provider it was picked up by walmart just over 10 years ago and walmart picked it up because it wanted a sort of war against the move to digital a big part of walmart's uh, sh- uh, store sales was discs and um, they wanted to make sure that they replaced that revenue with digital revenue as people switched to buying digital, uh, digital properties. But, but actually what happened was that that has not happened quite so much. And here's, here's what's really gone on over the last few years. So the transactional video on demand market uh, has, has grown a little. It's grown about 10% over the last, since, since 2015. But overall, the physical and digital movie sales and rentals market has shrunk a lot. Comparing revenue in Q1, it's gone from 3.45 billion in Q1 2015 to 1.83 billion in Q1 2021. So that's a huge decrease over the last seven years. And so really what Walmart had picked the store up for didn't really transpire. That revenue was going away and where was it going? Well, people have been taking that money that they used to spend on buying and renting discs and now they're spending it on big big libraries of content from Netflix and from uh, HBO Max and Disney and all of the, all of the rest. So that's really what's been going on here. Um, and the truth is that Voodoo and Fandango now didn't have a very big share of that market to start with. So I, really it's quite, actually quite difficult to find data on this and I did find some data from 2017, from Q4 2017, which showed that the market then was completely dominated by the Amazon Video Store and with 18% of people in TiVo's, TiVo's quite large survey in that quarter saying that they use that store. Number two was uh, Apple iTunes at 8%. Voodoo was way back in sixth place with just 4%. And Fandango was even smaller than that. So even combining these two, even if they have gotten some growth over the last, last four years, there's still a very small percentage of this market Uh, so it's it's a really interesting deal from that perspective because really what what they're doing is they're consolidating but i actually think will that this is a much better place for voodoo than walmart was walmart i think just really didn't know how to help voodoo uh, voodoo grow And what really comes out of this for for Voodoo, which I think is really exciting, um, and will help it grow, is something that it is inheriting from Fandango now, which is incumbency on Roku devices. Uh, Now, why is this important in this market? Well, the way we start our, uh, our adventures in finding something to watch is very often we do searches on those platforms. And so if a a movie is available in a store that's an incumbent player on that platform, their content is gonna be featured, right? So what that means, Voodoo really hasn't had this opportunity before, but now when you do a search, and I did do a search on Roku uh, yesterday, just to verify this, I searched on um, Wonder Woman 1984, and Indeed, Voodoo now is listed as one of the stores, one of the two stores where you can actually buy the movie. So what this gives Voodoo now is a big advantage in being found.
1: Yeah, I mean, I I just want to jump in quickly, Kyle, because you showed me that screenshot before we started, and I thought that was really interesting, um, you know, that first you've got HBO Max, including Wonder Woman 84, of course, with your subscription, but then you have very quickly after that Amazon and Voodoo and I I agree with you I think this was definitely the right move to put Fandango now and Voodoo together but you know as you said these are two relatively small players that even added together don't make a big player so it's um Back to your comment about it uh, not really hitting the radar. It's a relatively small deal, so by definition, it wouldn't hit the radar. But I, I think your larger point, which you articulated there, which I very much agree with this notion of consumers changing their preferences from ownership to rental, which I don't know that anybody really anticipated that fully. And I actually, just as a quick parallel to this, Steve Jobs, rest his soul, once and actually more than once, multiple times, very clearly said that he believed that people wanted to own their music rather than rent it. And how many tens or hundreds of millions of Spotify, Apple Music, YouTube Music subscribers later are we? And so in a sense, The exact thing that happened in the video market, which you said, the shift from ownership to rental, has happened in the music space as well, and I think that all just speaks to a very significant change in consumer preferences toward rental and away from ownership. And, of course, I still have We finally just packed up the box of DVDs that we had, the collection that we accumulated for all those years when our kids were growing up that we watched and rewatched and rewatched again. We just packed up that box and at the risk of oversharing, my wife said, we're gonna get rid of this box, right? And I said, no, I just, I can't bring myself to do it. Just put it in the basement. And she said very justifiably, why? Are we ever gonna open this box again? And I said, I I don't know, probably not, but I just can't bear parting with that box just yet. But again, just an absolute symbol of the ownership mentality that was embedded in our society just give or take 10 to 15 years ago that has gone completely out the window now, shifted toward rental.
0: Yeah, yeah. It's funny you, you, you give that story, Will. One of the projects I've been undertaking for the last week or so is ripping every single cd that i own and then those cds are going to go in a box and they will and then what and they'll be hidden away well i kind of got to keep hold of them otherwise i'm otherwise i'm breaking the license right (laughs) breaking the the my Uh my license to the media but we're never going to use those cds again They're, they're they're just going to sit in some box somewhere um and and i think that's what this really emphasizes this this might have been a bigger deal 10 years ago but it is just not a big deal i I want to re-emphasize these numbers the market for renting and purchasing movies physical and digital is a half what it was eight years ago it's a half and yeah you know people you can you can see that there, there's been just 10% increase in digital sales and rentals over that period. Yep. How how fast has SVOD grown over that period? Netflix has probably gone from, what, 20% penetration to 50, over 50% penetration. SVOD itself has probably gone from 60 to, what, 80%? It's over 80% now. So, yeah, I mean, it really does talk very clearly to the change in, in habits and the expectations of consumers. I, I can't think of... In the lap, yeah. Uh, and I, gotcha. Yeah, and, and, and I think w- when you think about kids today buying... Do they buy anything? I'm not sure anybody buys anything. I know when I listen to music, I've got... They buy,
1: they buy weed. They buy weed, Colin. <laughs>
0: Apparently. <laughs> um, when, I mean... The way I listen to music now, well, is by talking to my Google Home or my, um, my Amazon talking device, which I'm not going to say because it's okay. in the room. And I just ask <laughs> them to play the song I want or ask them to play a genre I want. Uh, so it's a, complete, it's a complete change. and One wonders, you've got to really think about this as it unfolds with video where we will be in 10 years with video Um, it is a different genre of course of of entertainment and we do use it in a slightly different way but uh, you know the idea of custom channels are definitely coming, coming into fashion I see that there was an announcement this week from Vizio that they've just introduced two channels Um, that are um, completely custom put together from a variety of providers one of them is a cooking channel and I forget what the other one is Um, so you know this could be coming to video too
1: well so glad to know that contrary to popular opinion you're not an old fuddy-duddy after all you're actually (laughs) renting your music just like the kids and to your point to your point netflix i don't know what time period specifically you were citing. i think you were talking about the last 10 years that it's gone down by half Mm -hmm. but netflix's market cap has gone from probably about 5 billion 10 years ago to now 250 billion so that's a 50x increase in netflix's market cap in the 10 years that give or take that you say the market for uh renting and owning uh you know media has gone down by half. Yeah. So talk about two pretty divergent trends.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And it, it has been, now it's one of the things that I've, that I've been covering pretty closely is the, Move away from uh, physical media and, and actually i 'll have an yep. update on these numbers next week purchase next. media
1: not just physical but purchase right. media purchase purchase media
0: and i 'll have an update on those numbers next week when the G provides their update and uh, so, so if people want an update on that and and SVOD, they can they can come check my site out then. Uh, but yeah it's been a fascinating transition and it's not just here it's it's I noticed I tracked these numbers in the UK as well and it's pretty much the same story there it's become a completely digital market and in fact I would say that purchasing and ownership of movies was a lot more popular in England uh, than it was than it ever was in the US and that has come down tremendously as well so it's not just here it's a worldwide (laughs) phenomenon
1: So, Colin, if we've moved from owning to renting our media, how long is it until we move from owning our connected TVs to renting our connected TVs as well, the physical hardware, When, if and when the OEMs can figure out some kind of an innovation cycle that persuades people that it would be more exciting to actually rent and own. And then when kids take apartments, they rent a... 50 inch because that's what they have room for this year but then the following year they upgrade to a different apartment now they need a 60 inch so they swap out their rental of 50 for a 60 well how soon is that happening um that, that and the service is included <laughs> and the service you get the tv thrown in with your service
0: yeah yeah well that could happen i suppose um, I will say that there has been some shortening of the length of time that people keep televisions in their home, but not yeah. but not as much as we would have thought. It used to be eight or more years, and I think it's probably come down to six or seven years now. There, there are some problems with that model. Not least of which, the horrific waste it will create. But um, <laughs> yeah, it's terrible to think about. <laughs> which is which is just terrifying. About. But I wouldn't be at yeah, all surprised yeah. if somebody didn't introduce introduce that model. Will you know? The interesting thing here is, um, we were just—I was just reading the earnings call from Roku yesterday, which is um, where I saw the, the fabulous performance for Arpu. So one of the things uh, they were highlighting, Will, was was how much money that they were working, they were earning from S and from all the ancillary things, not just from advertising, I mean we remember we talked about um, Apple paying Roku for a button on the Roku remote, and that actually uh, that was actually called out not the Apple but he uh, it was mentioned that buying buttons on the remote was a significant revenue driver for Roku in that in the last quarter so. <laughs>
1: Well, Colin, we're—I think we're both still kind of picking up our jaws off the floor from that deal that we talked about several weeks ago, where Apple paid Roku to put a button, and the, just the colossal failure that Apple has been in the connected TV space—that that's what it's come to. But Roku sounds like—I haven't yet listened to the earnings call. I haven't skimmed the transcript, but it sounds like they couldn't resist highlighting that, um, <laughs> without naming any names, they couldn't—they couldn't resist calling out their their wonderful new button deal
0: yeah that that
1: deals plural i guess deals plural yeah I guess.
0: yeah it must be more than one deal for them to to announce it or maybe apple just paid them a hellacious amount of money who knows
1: <laughs> i'm sure they did pay them a hellacious amount of money but uh anyway i think we are just about at the end here colin another another fun podcast there's just so much good stuff happening in the industry these days
0: there certainly is will
1: Alright, well listen, thanks everybody for listening in on this week's edition of Inside the Stream. And Colin, enjoy the last I don't even know, when do the Olympics end? Is it this weekend? You would know.
0: Yeah, it's 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 Sunday that they that they finish.
1: Well, enjoy the last couple of days. I may even tune in a little bit also this weekend.
0: <laughs> you should. It's a, it's a fun two
1: weeks. And we'll see everybody again next week on Inside the Stream. Thanks very much for listening
0: Inside the Stream is a production of end screen Media and Video News, all rights reserved.